0: Hey, why don't we welcome Pastor Mike as he comes up to minister this morning? Thank you. Thank you. Come on, let's give Jesus a clap. Come on, let's lift the roof off to him. Jesus, we honor you. How good you are! How amazing you are! How faithful you are! We celebrate you, we honor you, we welcome you, we enthrone you. We say, come Holy Spirit, we want to encounter you today. Thank you, Lord, bless this house. I speak peace and blessing over every family here in Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. Well, it's so wonderful to be home. We've just had a great time up in the US. Always have a great time wherever we go. Great life, God moves everywhere, turns out. He's interested in people everywhere. And uh, so when you carry the move of God, then you don't have to worry, is God going to move? Just God's gonna do something. And uh, I'm looking forward to, who's looking forward to Vision Sunday? And that's gonna be, be really good, isn't it, eh? And a name change, what about that, a name change? Well, a bit of. Come on, I think it's a great idea. I'm all in favor, I'm all behind it. I've been involved in some of the discussion, but they kept secret what they've decided, which I think's awesome. And uh, I think it's really great because in the Bible, when there was a name change, it always corresponded with something fresh God was doing in that person's life. So all through the Bible, when God changed a person's name, it was because he had entered into covenant to walk in a new season with him. And with that new season, there was enlarged blessing. So he changed the name Abram to Abraham. And with that, there was an enlargement in what he did. Sarai to Sarah and so through the Bible you find people being renamed so we don't need to look and say well I might do that and listen this is all great it's great I think it's marvelous about time and uh, so I think it's great looking forward to seeing it all and seeing how it's all uh, presented everywhere we, on, our, on, uh, on our promo materials and everything I think it's great so let's pray and believe for a mighty really touch of God in that time of the with uh, that meeting it'll be great Amen. And I want to share with you uh, about a week later on first fruits and uh, God's principle and order on first fruits and how when you understand that principle, you'll find it unlocks God's blessing in all kinds of arenas of your life. If you don't understand it, you'll struggle to work out why certain things don't happen. Try hard, but still don't seem to get a breakthrough. And uh, so it'll be really powerful. So let's open our Bible. Why don't you have a look with me? I'm going to speak. a message. I felt the Lord tell me today, speak on this. And uh, and it's sort of different because I haven't preached this one before like this. And uh, I think it's going to be great. They're going to love it. I want to speak on why you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Yes. Hey? Why you, you need, not the one next to you, you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Why do you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost? Hey? See, why do we... Every one of us needs to be, able. don't matter how old you are, you need a fresh filling. Yes. Otherwise, you leak out and then you become miserable. Yeah. We need a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. And I want to pick up a, a, a scripture in, uh, in, that Dave was uh, ministering on in Proverbs 24, 27, verse 14. It says, uh, Those who wait on the Lord and be of good courage, and he will strengthen your heart. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, he will strengthen your heart. Now notice, it's focusing here on intimacy with the Lord, that there's an outworking of our engagement with God. And one of the outworkings of that is strength or courage or capacity comes into our heart, our innermost being, when we entwine ourselves with the Lord. When you engage with Him intimately, there's an overflow to your life. Now, when we say engage with Him intimately, I'm not talking about coming to church meetings. What you do in a church meeting is just the reflection of what you do the rest of the week. So when you come in, it's easy to step into and engage God because you've already done it. Or you're waiting for the music to feel right and something else to feel right. And even then, there's something un- resistant inside you. And the, the remedy to that is getting filled with the Holy Ghost. Yes. Get yes. filled with the Holy Ghost. We need to get filled with the Holy Ghost. You Why know, don't you think just for a moment how God designed you? how's god designed us the bible says that we are spirit soul and body we're a spirit being made in the image of god he made us in his image so we have a spirit quality the core of who we are we are a spirit being that's why we're different to the animal realm we're a spirit being we're an image bearer we're called to be a replica of god in the earth so you're a spirit being and not only are we spirit being we have a soul uh, mind will and emotions And then we have a body to live out and express the life that's within. And then the Bible describes a part of us called the heart. And the heart is the core of who you are. So in Proverbs 4.23, it says, Guard your heart diligently, for out of your heart flow the limitations and the boundaries, the borders. What actually comes out of your life through life and in relationships reflects what is in your heart. Now, the problem is this. Most of us need to have a shift in our heart because we're, when we got born again, we didn't totally change. What changed when you were born again is this. God connected you to a power source. You understand, if you, got, you can have all the best equipment at home, but if the power's off, it's nothing. You gotta light your own fire. Hey? If the power's gone, you can't do anything. Nothing seems to work. You need something to give you an alternative source now so God's way of changing and transforming a life and and mobilizing us is he puts his spirit into our spirit he doesn't cry that you be a perfect being he just requires faith that you receive him when we receive Jesus Christ as our savior the Holy Spirit comes and becomes bonded connected joined intimately to our spirit Now, that's where the power to change comes from. That's where the power comes from. The power couldn't come from your will. If you could have done it by willpower alone, you'd already have done it. But you made too many resolutions you didn't keep. It tells you your willpower doesn't b- carry you through. What is needed is supernatural power. We need supernatural life. So when God wants to change a person, He gets on the inside of you and change you from the inside out. Religion and church will try and make rules to change you from the outside in. It tries to get you to dress right, look right, talk right, do the right thing, stop doing the wrong thing. All of that stuff does not change you. It just brings a bondage on you. So God's way of changing and transforming us is to put His Spirit, His own Spirit becomes bonded to you. And that Spirit, who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of our Father Himself. It's the Spirit of God. It's the Spirit that created all creation. It's an unlimited or powerful Spirit. And you become connected or tapped to the source. And so when you got tapped to the source, the first thing he does is to confirm you're a child of God. So instead of an orphan running around trying to make your own way, you're a child of God. means you're in a new family, a royal family. You've got connections. But what's the use of the connections if you don't activate on the inside what God makes available to you? The majority of Christians don't understand the power of the Spirit, they don't understand who the Holy Spirit is, and they don't understand the necessity of daily being filled and overflowing with the Holy Ghost. It's true. It's true. and we're going to talk a little bit about the evidences people are not filled and how to, and the why it's important to be filled and then how you get filled and stay filled. because this is important you know these things. See if I ask you, well how do you get filled? Most people can't answer. How do you stay filled? A lot of people can't answer because their life has leaked out and they didn't know where or how or why. And, And so coming to a church gives the boost because you're in a corporate environment, but that's not the way we're meant to live our life. We're meant to live our life out of daily encounters with God, out of experiences with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, God wants to not only put his Holy Spirit in you, but he wants to empower you with the Holy Ghost empowering is a different thing. Dwelling in is about your identity, empowering is about other things, see? So there are three major things that the Holy Spirit wants to do in you. Number one, he wants to bring revelation and intimacy with Jesus Christ. He wants you to learn how to develop an ever-increasing deepening intimacy and connectedness with Jesus. How can you witness to the world who Jesus is if you don't really know him? And are not in love with him. There's no passion in there. It's like an old couple and there's nothing left there, you know. They don't even talk to one another at the table. Crazy. That's where a lot of Christians get to. Second thing he wants to do, he wants to empower you for your purpose. He wants to empower you to understand you're not here for nothing. You're here for something. And you're here for something God prepared for you. So discover what it is and get busy doing it. That's the purpose of the empowering. That's why God wants you filled with the Spirit so you can do what He called you to do. It's just, see, the thing God calls you to do is impossible in the flesh naturally. It requires being connected to the unlimited resources of God and now your faith grows, your vision grows. Everything, possibilities come. Because you're now no longer limited by your natural thinking. Now you tap into the revelatory possibilities of God. See, you haven't even begun to understand all that God can do through you. We're just limited so much by our own view. So the third thing the Holy Spirit wants to do is bring about transformation inside you. See, some people, their capacity is really, really small. But that doesn't mean that's who you are. You have ability to grow in capacity. The Holy Spirit wants to transform us to become more and more and more like Jesus Christ. So are you growing? Are you changing? And are you flowing with what God called you to do? See, that, that's the challenge. It's not whether well, I keep turning up, I give every week, I come to church, I'm doing all right. No, 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 no. It's, not, it's more than that. This is about being connected to the source of life himself, Father himself, through the Holy Spirit. He's the one who does it. How awesome is that? Man, so awesome. We're filled with the Holy Ghost. My life changed when I got filled with the Holy Ghost. In a meeting, didn't even know anything about it. Said, I don't know what it is, Holy. I want to be filled with the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues, whatever that is. That was the prayer. Not even much to it. And suddenly, oh, the power of God came around. I started to pray in tongues. Didn't know what that was either. But it didn't really matter. I got something from God because I was hungry. As you see, that's one of the major keys. So, what does it mean to be filled with the Holy Ghost? The word fill means literally to, it means to put as much as you can contain okay. it means to completely occupy the available space there's a good question then how much space are you making available for God how much space in your marriage how much space in your finances how much space in your relationships how much space in your heart how much space in your thinking how much space in your emotions? how much space are you giving to God that's the bit he can fill. If he doesn't give if you don't give him much space, there's not much going to be filled, is it? And so, so, so to be filled means to completely occupy all available state and, and take it right to the top, like a glass being filled with water. Now, what happens if I walk down here with a glass full of water? It's just going to spill. So what's in your life spills out. It's not like you even have to try. It just spills out. If you're angry, you know what will happen. Anger will spill out. See, if you're bitter, bitterness will spill out. If you're joyful, then you smile, and people wonder what's up, because they're not used to smiling people. See, so if you're singing, people wonder why are you singing? What? Why are you singing? Why well, I don't know. I'm just happy. Why are you whistling? Well, I'm just happy. Why are you always happy? Why are you so happy? I got the Holy Ghost in me. It's got nothing to do with outside me. The joy of the Lord in my heart. Because that's who He is. He's a joyful spirit. I go around lots and lots of churches. The most thing lacking everywhere is joy. So I bring joy with me everywhere I go, of course. When joy comes with me, I bring the joy in many forms. <laughs> in many forms, the joy of the Lord. Because... Hap joy is a very attractive quality. The things of the kingdom are extremely attractive. So, the things of the Holy Spirit attract people. They get curious. As soon as you start talking about Jesus, they turn off sometimes. But when you, because they're curious about, because you have what they want, but then they just a bit reactionary to the way you've got to get it. You've got to get the Holy Ghost we need a relationship with the Holy Ghost because it it affects our life. So we're to be filled with the Spirit, so we overflow. So everywhere you go, you overflow and you're empowered. See, and so in John 7, 38, this is what Jesus said. Uh, He that believes on me, he says, out of his belly, out of his spirit, out of his innermost being shall flow, flow, let us flow, shall flow rivers of living water. And he was speaking about the Spirit. So you are called to be a river. A river of water. The Bible says there is a river that makes glad the city of God. Speaking of the river of God. God moves like a river. It's a flowing movement. Flowing means there's no hindrance or interruption to that movement. Of course, our big problem is our thoughts get in the way, our attitudes get in the way, our words get in the way, lots of things get in the way. You ever seen a river, got lots of big boulders in it? Oh, the water doesn't flow smoothly. It goes like you hear it roaring because of all the rocks that are there. But that's not how God intends your life to be. He intends your life that wherever you go, you're a river of life. A river of life. And notice it says, out of his innermost valley shall flow rivers. That means many different expressions. It's it's not like I just got to go, well, this is how it works for me. I prophesy. Well, that's weird. How are you going to do that? Where are the places you go? You know, sometimes what's needed, the river is creative thoughts. Sometimes the river is ideas. Sometimes the river is just a word of insight to touch and talk to someone at the right time. Sometimes the, the river is just a prophetic word. Sometimes the river is God blessing someone to heal them or to or to look, There's no limits. It's a big river. Don't get stuck in a little pool. Come on. You know, many people get stuck in a little stream that they were in years ago and they've never moved forward. There's now a much bigger river available. And as we get near and near the end of time, that river's gonna get wider and deeper. As we get nearer and near the end time harvest, the river of God, the flow of the Spirit, the uh, what's available to you gets wider and it gets deeper. But you've got to be willing to flow and change and let the Holy Spirit fill you. Fill. Tell someone next to you, be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be filled and stay filled. Man, oh man. See? So get filled with the Holy Ghost. That means you've got to surrender. Oh, there's that word. I've got to yield. My way, my thoughts, my ideas, my feelings. my sur- I've got to learn to yield, to be filled with someone. You've got to yield to him. That's how you get, one of the main ways you get filled is by surrendering to the Holy Spirit. See, surrender to him. Not very happy about that, way. We? So we're called, the Bible says that we're to yield to the Holy Spirit and we're to not quench him or grieve him. And so it's possible for you to have, you come to church, good faithful Christian. In terms of the life flow of God, there's little there, Because constantly your attitudes to people grieve the Holy Spirit when we talk bad about people bad mouth people when we when we when we do things which uh, hurt people it grieves the spirit of God how can you be filled with the Holy Spirit when he's grieved all the time by the way you carry on see and, and, and then we're not to quench him in other words don't get so uptight about life learn to you let go and let flow with what God is doing it doesn't always work out according to your plan how many work that out already I've been in Hastings a long time. Anytime I wanted a building plan, anytime I wanted a change for it never worked out like I thought it would. There was always delays. So it's no use getting angry and yelling at people. Learn to flow and work with God. Stay joyful. Don't let anyone take away the joy out of your heart. As soon as you've lost the joy, something's gone. Get it back. Because if you haven't got much joy, you're a mean person, miserable person. Who likes that? That's not going to advance the kingdom. Okay, so there's some evidences, of course, that people are no longer filled with the Spirit. Because when you're filled with the Spirit, all of these things will be there. But when you're no longer filled with the Spirit, when you've gone a season and you haven't been freshly touched, freshly connected to God, certain things vanish out of your life. What vanishes out of your life? Well, let me give you a few of them. Number one, a lack of peace. Lack of peace. You feel a lack of peace? Something's, Holy Spirit's lifted. You better find out why. A second one is a lack of joy. You see, when, when, you lost, when you've lost the joy, the simple joy of knowing you're provided for, cared for, you're in the presence of God, he's with you to help you, and going to work everything out okay in the end then there's a joy comes with that that you can carry. But if you've lost your joy, you've lost your focus on God's ability to help you. You're now trying to work it all out yourself and you're in a stress mode. So the joy's all gone, all uptight and anxious. You've got demons tormenting, you're listening to the wrong spirits. See, so these these are all the signs. it's uh, it's quite extraordinary really the kingdom of heaven it says in romans chapter 14 verse 17 is righteousness right connecting with god and then peace and then joy the holy ghost gives now, the holy ghost gives you joy <laughs> sometimes i just can't stop laughing and they said, well you're laughing. Well like, why not? I'm just feeling happy. And then I saw something funny God did, and I thought that was so funny I couldn't stop laughing for days. Just giggle and laugh about this thing. God, and there's a joy that God brings. Right? So, so so you can tell there's a lack of you, you lack, when you lack peace, something's wrong. When you lack joy, when you lose patience, that's another one. When you when you lose patience, you're no longer filled with the Holy Ghost. Losing patience, I'll put it another way, you're impatient. It goes on a lot, doesn't it? As soon as that happens, stop. You're no longer being loving and you're no longer pleasing the Holy Spirit. Just yield and surrender and then the patience come back. It's okay, I can wait. <laughs> oh, dear. Lack of generosity. It's an interesting thing that when you're full of the Holy Spirit, you become really generous. You ever seen guys when they get drunk, they'll often give everything away? they do they just, yeah sure yeah, have an done me you know and so it's like there's a the heart open up become generous like they're almost like God wants them to be you know be more generous and uh, generosity you see God is generous so when you're under the influence of the Holy Spirit you're generous generous with your words you're generous with words to people kind to people with your words You're encouraging you praise them you lift them up speaking the hope into them and people like being around you because you're a nice person they like you Because when you're there, they feel good. They don't know why they feel good. I think it's you, but it isn't. It's the Holy Spirit flowing out and touching them. So don't get your ego up, it's all me. (laughs) It's not all about you. Come on, it's the Holy Spirit they love. If you just yield, he flows through you and then they love you. You just gotta remember who the source is, eh? Here's another thing happens when you lose, no longer filled with the Holy Spirit, you lose gratitude. You You start to get tight and you stop being thankful. You just stop being thankful. So these are all evidences that you're not in that flow of God. Because when you're in the flow of God, there's a peace in your heart. There's a joy in your spirit. You smile at people. You're generous to people. And you're, imp- you're patient. You know, it's like, I can wait. i got to work it all out. To, it's not my time scale. I'm not in charge. You know, Come on, hang on. Loosen up a little bit, you know. You're just getting everyone stressed out like that. <laughs> so the other thing that happens when you, you're no longer filled with the Holy Spirit, then you get anxious instead of love domino you get anxious and fearful then you try to control everyone so you show me where there's a controlling environment, no matter where it is, someone who's trying to control everything, then they're not at rest and peace and they've got fear working in their heart they're not filled with the Holy Spirit, there's a whole part of their heart is governed by something else, governed by demons and wrong beliefs that's how you can tell, you see the fruit tells the tree so if you see the, the Jesus fruit coming out, whoa Oh, they're yielding to Jesus and what how smart do you have to be to figure that out you see the other stuff coming out and you're he's oh what a mixture you were smiling on Sunday and now you're crabby on Monday what's going on what is that well I was filled with the Holy Ghost when everyone was around me singing I felt good but then Monday I didn't keep it <laughs> so I got grumpy all that sort of stuff that's what goes on see here's another thing of course because the Holy Spirit Because the Holy Spirit wants to lead you to fulfill your purpose, when you're not filled with the Spirit, you lose your focus. There's no kind of purpose or sense of direction and commitment in your life. So people, when they're not filled with the Holy Ghost, they've got no reason to stay on the Holy Ghost course. So they drift off and do other things. You'll see that in a moment. And, and uh, so there's a loss of focus. Here's another thing, that when, you, when you're no longer filled with the Holy Ghost, one of the biggest evidences of it is a lack of spiritual hunger. There's just no hunger for the things of God. And so for me, I am hungry. I am more hungry for God than I've ever been in my life. I've maintained that hunger through every adversity. And because of that, I keep being filled with the Holy Spirit. Hunger attracts the presence of God hunger more than anything longing just to experience him and encounter him and to feel his presence hear his words man that what it does it puts a fire in your life it keeps you joyful keeps you at peaceful keeps you going keeps you persevering keeps you sticking with it and everyone said he's done Ah, he rose again well fancy that i wonder how he did it see so and 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 of course if you when you lack being filled with the holy ghost here's the thing about the holy ghost the holy ghost brings incredible liberty You can't believe the liberty he gives you. Being free. And when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you have immense liberty and freedom to be yourself and to enjoy yourself and to enjoy life and to enjoy people. You're not stuck with rules and regulations and oppressive things. You are a free man. See, but when you lose being filled with the Spirit, you become bound, because now the whole controlling thing starts to come around. Now, sticking we got tight to this and tight to that. and Everything, you just lose freedom. You use the liberty to dance. You lose the liberty to just jump and to clap. And I feel it when I come into church. I, yeah. feel, I feel the atmosphere. I, the the song is oh, oh, singing out. Wow, I just worship the Lord. And it's a half-hearted response. And you realize that people are bound. They're just, they're locked up. Yeah. And that's why we have it takes half an hour. Instead of two minutes. Yeah. Oh, really? That's what it's about. Because we come in and we haven't maintained our freedom. And so there's, a, there's another spirit sits around us. And instead of being filled with joy and the natural thing is, yeah, oh, come on, start, come on. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I am. I go, come on, we're, we're there, the time's there, I want to start now. See, but other people, where are they? Most of the time I turn around and I've got to overcome deep discouragement. I look around, and I, most of the church aren't there. And I think, what? It's 10 o'clock, why aren't they there? What happened? Did they die? Will I be called out to do something? Something must have happened. Why would they be so late to meet God? You know, Maybe they're meeting them already. <laughs> I don't know. But this is, I have to overcome that and stay joyful. All pastors have to. Sometimes you don't dare look back. You just look at that smiley worship leader. I'll just keep going. <laughs> when they say clap, I'll oh, clap. Yes. Yes. Because they've got to overcome the thing that today's No one's there. <laughs> Come on. We need to just get filled with the Holy Ghost. Come in with joy. Come in with expectation. Okay, so why do you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost? Let me give you a few reasons why you need to get filled with the Holy Ghost. Number one, to access Revelation. Because the Holy Ghost is the source of revelation. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 4, 12, it tells us, or in verse 9 it says, I has not seen or ear heard, nor is it entered into the heart of man the things God has prepared for those who love him, but God has revealed them to us by his Spirit. So in other words, all the things you don't know God has prepared for you, the Holy Spirit will show you. And so in verse 12 it tells us, it says, We've been given the Spirit, not the Spirit of man, but the Spirit of God, Who makes known to us the things freely given to us of God. Now, what imagine? Can you imagine now if there's a treasure house full of wonderful things and you just haven't got a clue? You just can't live like a poor man. Well, you will. You just live poor because you didn't know what was available to you. That's where most of the people live. They've never studied the Word of God, never let the Holy Spirit show them what's available to them, never come into revelation deeply of Jesus. We've, We've allowed ourselves to just stick with just a, an experience that's shallow rather than going on we must go on must grow on keep learning keep studying keep pressing into God and then the Holy Spirit will show us new things I'm hungry for new things right now I've just, I've just discovered in the word of God some things that God, I, that God wants me to have and I haven't got them yet I want them I want them I want them, see? So you need the Holy Ghost. He's the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Here's number two. Number two, to access the supernatural realm, to access the supernatural realm, you need the Holy Ghost. Acts two one, you will receive power. And the Holy Ghost came on them and the heavens were opened and they began to speak in tongues. They began to speak in a new language, the language of tongues, language of heaven, the language of the spirit, which then opens a revelatory flow of the Holy Spirit in your life and strengthens your spirit so your capacity can get bigger. If your capacity grows, you can carry more of the Holy Ghost. See, but you've got to surrender. You've got to get into prayer. You've got to let the Holy Ghost help you grow in those areas. We need to access the realm of the supernatural. Okay, number three. Uh, he, uh, we need the Holy Ghost. We need to be filled because uh, to maintain our personal joy and freedom. Yeah. See, we need to, ma- to maintain personal joy and freedom. You need daily being filled with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> filled with the Holy Ghost and remain joyful see and remain free you should come out of your prayer place and you're free happy glory to God God spoke to me this morning I got something for I got something for someone today man today's going to be a great day for me God is blessing my life I decree it today all things today will work together for good for those who love the Lord therefore today all things are working for me see see that's the language of faith the language of how you pray in the spirit got to get into that man then the joy comes up you get oh, yes bring it on. Yeah, on a new day hey? okay here's another one. number three uh, to maintain your personal joy and freedom number four to have an ongoing encounter with jesus to have an ongoing encounter with jesus in john 16 verse 14 to 15 it says the holy spirit shall glorify me he'll take the things that are mine and reveal them to you so one of the big roles of the holy ghost is to bring you into personal encounters with jesus christ that's his mission that's his mission that's his mission his mission is not just prophecies and things like that his primary mission is to reveal jesus his primary mission reveal jesus so you need the holy spirit you need encounters with him and he reveals to you what jesus is like reveals his love his kindness he can bring you into encounters where suddenly the world of the spirit opens up and you encounter the Beauty of Jesus. This is what David. This is what David was motivated by. It's why he penned it like this in Psalm 24. One thing about desire of the Lord, and that will I seek after. I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Oh, to behold His beauty. How do you he know He's beautiful? Yes. See, he had encounters. He said, Oh, in one of the psalms, Psalm uh, 84, he said, Oh, I hung My soul hungers for You. My my flesh thirsts after the living God. And this is to behold your glory as I have seen you in the sanctuary. So David was a man who lived out of face-to-face encounters with the Lord. God revealed himself to him because of the hunger and pursuit. This is, see, we're entering a new season. It's about coming up another level. It's about personally and corporately starting to engage God differently. Otherwise, you just get the same results. There's a city needs to be saved. This people need the touch of God, and the people who are, who are here need upgrading to another level. That's I love it with computers, they have to upgrade them. You get an upgrade. Oh man, there we, It's upgraded now, it does more than it did before. The old model, throw it out. It isn't up to the task. We got an upgrade. No, you need your Holy Ghost upgrade. Yes, upgrade in your prayer, upgrade in your upgrade everywhere. Okay, let me give you a couple more things we need to experience the power to change 2 corinthians three eighteen: beholding as in the looking glass the glory of the lord we are changed into from glory to glory by the spirit so the holy spirit's responsible for your transformation without him you just got willpower you're just in the try hard brigade <laughs> <laughs> try hard and try it again <laughs> oh, we've all been there Tried hard, made the resolution, tried it again. That didn't work out. It's like you need the Holy Spirit to empower the change because he touches your heart. And when your heart shifts, then you begin to change. You change in your marriage. People don't even know you. I just did to talk to someone yesterday. See, I don't know how it's happened, but since I connected with this person, then I have felt people, even people are feeding back to me how I'm changing. But you see, it's the Holy Spirit touching his heart that's bringing the change. We constantly need to yeah. engage with God and have changes, how about that? How many need some of that touch of God? Man, we need that touch of God. I a couple more Here, to, uh, to fulfill your assignment. Acts 1.8. You shall receive the power of the Holy Ghost to be a witness. How can you be a witness without getting powered by the Holy Ghost? He wants to empower you. So you begin to assume your assignment. You begin to pray over your assignment. You begin to speak blessing over. You begin, Holy Ghost, fill me and anoint me to carry the life of God into that place, into the school, into my workplace, wherever I am. I want to carry your joy. Carry Carry your patience, carry your peace, carry your love. I want to carry Jesus into that place. I want to stand in prayer and declare and release the power of God and know that when I do it, something will happen. People don't get it. They don't get it. Christians don't get it. They get in survival mode. All I want is enough to get me by today. Well, blow that for that's I'm not living my life that way. I don't want just enough to get by today. I want an overflow so I go forward and upward and can bless others. I want to grow in finances, grow in influence, grow in capacity. Only the Holy Spirit can help you do that. Don't rest, don't settle, and don't strive. It's about opening your heart for the working of God in pursuing Him. It's a work in your heart, because in your heart is where you're limited. Paul wrote to Thessalonians, he said, you know, we're enlarged in our heart to you, but you're very closed up in your heart. You're not a very large heart. You need to be lifted up in your heart. So to minister the supernatural to people, you need the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus even said himself, and he's the example, Matthew 12, verse 28, if I, by the Spirit of God, cast out demons, the kingdom has come. In other words, what he's saying is, That in order to set people free of spirits, it needs the Holy Spirit. You can't do it without the power of the Spirit. You can't shift generational demons without the power of the Holy Spirit. You can't shift the Spirit sitting in your family and workplace without the power and authority the Holy Ghost gives. You can't shift the things around your life without the power of the Holy Ghost. And here's the great thing. In 1 Corinthians 12 verse 7, in case you're wondering whether God wants you to have that, he says, Now, now, now the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man for the profiting of all. Every man, given to every man, to profit, to build. In other words, in God's thinking, every son, every daughter is a builder. The word son means to build the father's house. But isn't this interesting? The word daughter comes from the same root word. also means to build or extend the Father's house. So if you're a son and a daughter of the living God, God calls you into relationship, intimacy, and by His Spirit to build people's lives, to reach out to people, befriend people, uh, be nice to people, pray for people, reach people, share the gospel with people, serve people, help people, all this kind of thing. God wants you to do all those things. Oh, not for me. Really? How silly can you get? You'll die empty. You'll die empty. And when God in eternity, you appear before him and say, well, I had all these things planned. What happened? I don't know. Don't know. Kind of quit. Gave up. Settled for little. You see the tears in his eyes. When You have a lot prepared for your children. And they, through foolishness, won't step up to take it. It's a great grief as a parent. Tremendous grief as a parent. I says, a foolish son is a grief to his father. There's a grief to our father when we won't step up into the things he has for us. So, this coming season, you're not just about a mechanical name change. It's about starting to see God as calling us upwards in a new expression of life and outwards in a new flow of the river. And for that requires you to reach out for a fresh encounter with the Holy Spirit every one of us needs a fresh encounter with the holy spirit we need a fresh touch of the spirit of god on our life i've run out of time now had some other things to share on how to get filled and how to maintain that filling the things on how to maintain that filling are brilliant just got a download from the holy ghost yesterday but anyway i believe today we need to just come and say god i am hungry I'm hungry to be baptized in the Spirit, hungry to be filled with the Spirit. I need a fresh touch in my life. And we're in the season of prayer and fasting as a church. We did our season in January, but we're going to get back into it again, join with the church because we want to be part of what God is in. See? And then we want to believe together for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit over every believer here, every person touched by God, carrying a new joy. And, you know, the reason you're not carrying the joy is one, lack of encounter, and two, you've got things, other things stuck there. So why not you say, God, help me. I want to break out of where I am. I want to break out of the limitations. I want to ascend, to rise up to a new level. I want a fresh experience with you. Holy Ghost, I need you to come around my life. Maybe there's some here today and you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit and spoken tongues. You may have come from a church background and they may be even taught against it. If they taught against it, you'll need to renounce and cancel those words that were spoken because they'll hinder you receiving. But Jesus made this statement. He said, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. So if you want to have that first encounter with the Holy Spirit, to experience being immersed in the Spirit. Immersed and entering the supernatural realm It can be very quiet It can be very expressive it's, You know, it's Different for different people of course If you're wanting that to happen Why don't you say today God I want to get filled with the spirit It says the first thing is desire What thing do you desire? Hunger for, hunger, Holy Ghost I hunger for you, I hunger for your fresh touch Second I must ask You can't just sort of come and oh, I'll just see what God will do yeah. Welcome, nothing will happen it's not how it works. We ask, we pursue. Holy Ghost, I want you to fill me today. I surrender to you. I let go to you today. My pride, my resistance, I surrender. I want to know Jesus more. I want to be able to worship more. I want a greater intimacy with Him. Holy Ghost, come to me today. Whatsoever things you, what you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them. must make a decision. I believe that at this moment I pray, God is coming on my life. It will change. And take a deep breath in and speak out in tongues. Speak out in that heavenly language. It's a gift of God. It's a gift given to you to help you pray. It's a gift given to help you get filled with the Spirit. It's a gift given to help you be strengthened in the inner man. It's a gift given to you to remind you, God is with me. God is with me. I want more of the Holy Ghost. I want more of the Holy Ghost. Come on, can you stand to your feet right now? If you're here today and you want to get filled with the Holy Spirit for the first time, baptize on the Spirit, speak in tongues. Why don't you make your way to the front? Just come right now. I'll lead you through the prayer and we'll all get praying. If any people need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, make your way to the front now. Come, come, come. Come, come. That's right. Just come. Come. That's right. Come. I'll explain exactly how. Just come. Make a row along here. That's the way. Come on. Come along here. There's others need to come. I've helped the Lord show me. Many needing to be filled with the Holy Spirit today. Would you come? Would you come? Would you come? If you're not praying in tongues, why don't you come too? If you're not praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues freely, why don't you come as well? And if you need a fresh touch of God, you might like to come as well. Just come, come, come. Come, come, come. God is speaking about the filling of the Holy Ghost. Why I need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I need access to revelation. Because without revelation, I'll never get to know Jesus. Studying won't do it. I need the Holy Spirit to reveal Him to me. I need access to the supernatural. I need to be able to minister the life of God. I need the Holy Spirit to help me change. Help me stand in the midst of this adversity. Help me keep going. Is there anyone else? Just come. Come, 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 come. That's right. Make your way right now. I'll show you just exactly what we'll do. It's the most wonderful gift of God. I never despise any gift of God. You know, many people, many churches don't even pray in tongues. But we pray. We're unashamed. It's a gift of God. Oh, I love that gift. There's many ways you can pray in tongues. So I want you to just listen carefully. Close your eyes. Listen carefully for this instruction. I need someone to come and stand with each person here. So we need leaders and pass whatever. Just come and stand with the people that are there. Now for each person that's there, let come forward to receive the Holy Ghost. You're watching online. God will touch you wherever you are too. Okay, you're ready now. Whatever things you desire, there's got to be that longing, that hunger. Not a curiosity, but a hunger. I need, I need Holy Spirit. I need you to come to me. I'm stuck. I need to grow. I need change. I need help. I need to be empowered. Holy Spirit, come. So it's got to be that desire. Number two, you've got to speak and ask. Now, when you pray, you're not just saying words, like repeating. Even a parrot can say words. We must say words with a belief in my heart that God will hear me and respond. How much more will he give the Holy Spirit to them who ask him? the Bible says. So we're going to ask him. We're going to pray a prayer to ask him. And at the moment you ask him, I want you to choose in your heart to believe I'll receive it. After I've led you in the prayer, just take a deep breath in and we all pray with the Holy in the Holy Ghost. I lead you in a prayer. The end of the prayer, we take a deep breath in as the power of God comes on you. And then we all, the whole church begins to pray in the spirit. Now you must pray no one will make anything happen without you cooperating you pray but you're praying not out of your head but out of your spirit it's worshiping Jesus in a new language the Holy Spirit gives you I can guarantee you if there's faith in your heart the Holy Spirit will come on you then you just choose to yield he won't make you pray he won't make you do anything he chooses to let you speak Your mind may argue and reason and try and fight you. Just surrender and say, Holy Spirit, I trust you. I'm going to just speak and let this language, this supernatural language, flow out of my heart. Are we ready? Now, if you've received any teaching against the Holy Spirit, I'll lead you in a prayer to break that. Because sometimes people come and they're resistant. So just follow me in this prayer. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I want the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I want the gift of tongues. I believe now you will give this gift to me. I renounce now all occult practices, every religious teaching which has brought resistance to receiving. I break my agreement with it now and I reach out to you Holy Spirit come and fill me now I surrender to you I yield to you I receive your gift and I worship Jesus now filled with the Holy Spirit you ready on the count of three one two three breathe in Holy Spirit come upon them now church let's all pray in tongues